You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi everyone, I am Martina Cunha and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Jonathan Larson asked, how can you make someone take off and fly in one of his songs from Tick Tick Boom? And I, for the past two years, have learned one way to do it, through the power of community. Welcome to the Latinx in Musical Theater special for season three of Backstage Talk, where we will be featuring artists from across all positions in musical theater, from several Latin American countries and different Latin heritages. I am proud to showcase my Latinx family. I hope you enjoy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Backstage Talk. Today's guest is Roberto Araujo. I have the honor and the privilege to have him over. He is a freelance photographer. He's a performer, a singer, a dancer, but also he's the director of video production at Playbill. And a lot of us know pretty well what that company and organization does because a lot of us have a wall full of the playbills they give us at shows. So, Roberto, I am super honored to have you over. Welcome to Backstage Talk. Thank you, Martin. The pleasure is totally mine. I love your podcast and I love the work you do. So it's it's really exciting to be here with you sharing, sharing thoughts. <laughs> yes. Roberto, first thing I want to ask you is what made you choose the thespian path in life? Well, uh, picture it. Mexico City, 1983. Uh, 83? I'm... I'm uh, 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 taking, changing my age here. No, uh, when I was very young, uh, I think I always had that inclination for singing and dancing. Uh, I was fortunate enough to have family that, at first, they appreciated it. Um, and uh, <coughs> you could see videos of me at my three-year-old birthday party, uh, singing with my sisters and my cousins dancing behind me. Uh, and that was encouraged. Uh, and then I was very lucky because I, I went to a high school that had a really great theater company. They were very popular for the theater company and people would come to our school uh, because of the theater company. Mm -hmm. uh, so I auditioned for them when I was 14 
And I, the first show I did with them was uh, Guys and Dolls. And uh, that was the beginning of this crazy journey. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I did a bunch of shows with them. Uh, I, years later, I auditioned for Disney and I worked for the Disney Special Events Group. Uh, I toured Colombia and I, uh, I was around Bogota and Cali and Medellin, uh, toured Brazil and toured Mexico with uh, Disney shows, um, which is different than Disney Theatrical. Disney Special Events Group is like a different division of the company. But yeah, it's certainly, at a very young age, it reinforced the fact that I could make a living with my singing and my dancing. <laughs> I love it. So tell me a little bit more in depth about this journey in musical theater, from performing all the way to New York and Broadway, and your current role as the director of video production at Playbill. Well, I feel like uh, as an actor, it was unlikely for me to end up where I am now. But now that I look back, mm -hmm. and when I think about questions like this, I realize that it, it was all connected all the time. So when I was little, I loved singing and dancing, as I've established before. But also I loved, I found my family's video camera and I used to like do like uh, car chase scenes with my, with my toys and I would find like a, a little like something to put the camera on so I could like make like a dolly for it and then I had like three VCRs where I plugged them in together so I could edit everything together and add different music so even though I didn't have the equip the right equipment I did have the the, the resourcefulness and the imagination to solve those issues so there's the video aspect of it and then uh, photography, I, I love visual arts. So I was always interested in, you know, video and, and photography are very connected because you are seeing life through a, a lens, through a tiny little box. So I feel like that also influenced my, my eye um, as a photographer. But uh, I was also very curious. Uh, when I was in shows in since high school, I would I would go around and hang out with the techs and be like, "Hey, so what's the name of that light?" And so those that movement that the spotlight's doing, what is that called? Oh, okay. And what is why does the microphone go there? And like, what happens if the microphone does this? And it, it, just questions all the time, curiosity. Uh, it really, it really sparked something in my creativity. And uh, it wasn't until years later, uh, oh, when I, was, when I was working on ships, I, I, I worked, worked on cruise ships for a really long time. And uh, I had access to, I had a video camera, but I also had access to the video equipment from the ship. So I had my, I had a solo show that I, I had recorded at six cameras and then I got all the footage and then I edited the footage, but also I knew what takes I wanted. So I would tell the guys, so 
uh, in this part of the song. So I'm walking forward. So go from my feet, pan up. So I always had that eye. Um, and then when I went on tour with Fame uh, to China, uh, that's when I first, when I got my first digital camera. And when you're working with 20 actors who are willing to get photographed all the time, uh, it was easy for me to practice with them, just like playing around. And then when I came back, I invested in the equipment and always learning and always uh, reading and watching YouTube tutorials. And also one of my mentors, uh, my photography mentor, uh, uh, Oscar Ponce, which is uh, an incredible Mexican photographer, uh, I would whenever I was in Mexico, I would spend days with him just just absorbing anything he would he would share with me. Um, and yes, and on the video side, I do have to mention Sean Meehan. Uh, he has been an incredible teacher and friend on the video side of things. Because any time that I had a question about a lens, about a, the exposure of something, I would text him and he would show up and teach me everything and share his knowledge. Uh, so I owe my mentors a lot. But I think uh, my mantra for this is there's no fault in not knowing something, but there is fault in not, in not wanting to learn. Yeah. Uh, and I've always wanted to learn things. So uh, I think that's, I started doing freelance photography for Playbill and then they lost their director of video. It was their uh, video content manager and they offered me the position and that was my first professional video gig. And four years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are with, in the middle, hopefully, closer to the end of a pandemic in which Playbill also has turned around the game, right? And you've spearheaded all of that like video transformation for the organization. Yes, it's, it, it was a wild time because we are, we're mainly a publication. Like we, the Playbill brand is the Playbills that you get at the theater and that you take a picture of with stage when you get to the theater, you put it on your Instagram story. We are also a website, playdill.com. It's a news website and we do features and that's where the video element comes in. So during the pandemic, uh, there was no magazine, there was no theaters to give out this free magazine to people. So we had to pivot and come up with ways of staying afloat. One of those things was producing this massive concerts. Uh, I think the, I, I believe the first one was for Pride. Um, and it was the Pride Spectacular. And so we're talking about June of 2020. So yeah, yeah. June of 2020, there was no vaccine. We didn't know what was going on. We like it it was such a scary time but we came up with this idea and we came up with this concept of so the actors who are going to be in this the talent who's going to be in this concert they're going to record their videos on their phones and then 
we're gonna send them the music separately and they're gonna record with their earbuds and then we're gonna mix the sound separately and then I'm gonna sync everything together and, and edit the duets and the all with videos that people sent me. It, it was really scary, but also it was really uh, an, an open, it was a blank canvas for yeah. me to create whatever I wanted to create visually. And that was really fun. Um, so we, we produced about, oh, I can't remember, but, but maybe like eight virtual concerts. And then that led to me getting a job directing the New York City Gay Men's Chorus uh, holiday show with uh, uh, Tony nominee Elle Morgan Lee from A Strange Loop. She was our host. Uh, it really opened up an, a, a new, a, a new uh, door for me uh, as well. In January of 2021, I directed and produced uh, a Mexican, a virtual concert of a Mexican musical called Anjou, A Tale of Horror, uh, with a stellar Broadway cast, including Julia Murney, Bianca Marroquin, Jay Armstrong Johnson, Jelani Remy, Caroline Bowman, and more. Uh, but really, uh, the creativity that sparked out of that, it, it was... It was really remarkable. It was a it, it was remarkable in a very scary time. Yeah, uh, Roberto, I want to ask you about what's your approach to video creation and photography in musical theater because you've had the chance to take pictures not only on red carpets but on the studio of Broadway's biggest stars. Like you've been around Broadway royalty. What's your approach to all of this visual creation? It sounds really basic. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I want to put people, I want to showcase talent in the best light. Not only literally, but figuratively. I want people to shine. I want to give them the platform to showcase their work. Uh, I want to open a space for people to be creative. Um, I, my main thing is I don't want the work to be about myself. I don't want to be in the video. I don't want it to be, I of course want my credit. Like you'll watch the credits and that'll be a credit, but, but it's not about me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like Dee Dee Allen would say in the prom, it's, it's not about me. Um, and, um, and I think that's the main thing for me and why the, the content at Playbelt has changed so much. I've been lucky enough to create about, ooh, like eight different series um, to showcase talent. I created a series called From Ballet to Broadway, where uh, I interview people who have gone from their roots in ballet to and transferred to Broadway stage, uh, including the incredible legend Cheetah Rivera. She's one of my interviews, one of my favorite interviews. Uh, Tony Award winner Christopher Wilden. Uh, he's also in in that in that series. 
Uh, I've also created Playbill the Game Show, which is a Jeopardy-style show where uh, cast members from different shows come in and we test them on their Broadway knowledge. Uh, uh, Elevator Pitch, which is a series where we do an interview and a performance all at the legendary Feinstein's 54 Below. Uh, we start in the green room, in the dressing room on the 10th floor, and then we start walking around and we get in the elevator as we're interviewing. We go down all the way to the basement and then we get on the stage to end the interview with a performance all in one single shot. Um, so really it's, again, not about me, it's about the talent. And one of the things that uh, someone, one of the, the, the guests that we've had on Elevator Pitch, uh, she said to me that she loved the series because that was her only time that she had done publicity for a show where it wasn't about the show, it was about her. And because the questions are about what uh, what Broadway show would you go and see if you could travel back in time? You know, things like that. Uh, so it is light, but it's also about them and getting to know the personalities who are our, our guests. So yes, that, I think that's the main philosophy, always putting the talent in their best light. I want them to shine. And also, I'm talking a lot. I love it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also, I... If I have access to this talent, why wouldn't I want to to put them in the spotlight? If I can do an interview with the incredible Donna Murphy, like why wouldn't I like give her the time? It's and and it's not about me. I don't want this to be about myself. It's about Donna Murphy or it's about El Morgan Lee. Like I want the focus on the talent and people's work, which is, it's really a privilege to be in my position to be doing that. I love it. I love it. Roberto, what piece of advice would you give a younger version of yourself? I would say to myself, I would say, Keep asking questions, stay curious, uh, stay resourceful, and don't feel like you need to choose one thing. You can, you can sing and dance and take photos and make videos and direct and lighting design, and you can do it all to a level of excellence um, that makes you stand out and that will let your work live on and be passed on. Uh, it's very interesting to work at Playbill in the sense that I pinch myself every day. Um, I, I've been in, in New York for 22 years. I have boxes and boxes of playbills of the shows that I've done. And to see my name in every playbill that is given out at every Broadway theater, it blows my mind. I am so proud of the brand 
and I want nothing else but represent the brand with with quality and elevating the content and and uh and, and I want the the brand to to be known for that for the excellent work that it does. I love it. I absolutely so love it. Thank you. And and that is and that is the, the advice that I would give to myself because that was the original question and I veered into a different thing. But yes, stay curious, uh, stay resourceful. You can you can do it all and do an excellent work in all the all, all the things you choose to do. Yeah. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Let's pivot into Latinx people in musical theater. You are one of the few content creators um, that are Hispanic or belong to the Latinx community that covers Broadway in every shape, way, or form as Playbill does. What is visibility and representation for you? Uh, visibility and representation. Let me tell you a quick story that I just thought of. I went to the dress rehearsal of the Tonys and I was, I gasped and I was so excited when I heard a bilingual voiceover. Not that they spoke Spanish, but to give you an example, and let me, it was so exciting to hear a voiceover that said, and the nominees for best design are Arnulfo Maldonado. Like it wasn't Arnulfo Maldonado. It, yeah. And I don't know I don't know how many people noticed it, but I was so excited. And then they said Santo Loquasto. You know, like it it was so exciting that whoever hired that person, well done, because I if I could tell you how many times I have to spell my name, which is not a difficult name, whenever I introduce myself, we need more of that. Uh, not only on the stages, because yes, there are there are many Latinx uh, performers and and a few is Hispanic performers, not many, um, but we need more of that everywhere. We need more. Uh, casting directors who are Latino or uh, uh, Hispanic. We need more uh, 
impress people. Today I was at a press event and I looked around and I don't really, I didn't really see many people who looked or sounded like me in the press corp. Because there's, there's like a, a, there's a consistent group of the press that, that is always covering Broadway, specifically theater. Uh, you know, Broadway.com and Broadway World and, and Theater Mania, uh, among others. And I don't see, I think there's, there's one press agent and she is Latina. But I, I really can't think of many. Uh, and I feel like if we want to make a difference, we it has to go way back, not only the people on the stages. It has to go to casting directors and producers and because those are the people who have the power to put the people on the spotlight, mm -hmm. which is my whole point about my position. In my position, I want to give other people a platform to showcase their work and to showcase their talent. Uh, and we need more of that. Uh, I also feel like we need more stories. We need more stories that are, that represent our experience, not only the immigrant experience, not only the, the, the uh, drug cartel experience. We, we are, we are more than that. The Latinx community is more than the immigrant experience and the drug cartels. Uh, we can tell all kinds of stories, like Anjou, the concert that I that I did, and it it's a, a musical that is one hundred percent Mexican, and you can hear it in the DNA of the music and the DNA of the plot and the structure of of the dramaturgy, uh, and it's not about the immigrants who cross the border in the back of the truck. It's about Queen Catherine of Medici and her son, Henry III. And it can be told by anyone. Uh, uh, I, that's, that's what I feel I'm lacking, uh, that we're lacking here in, in, in this theater community in New York. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I'm excited to see where we're going because there are, those those people who are creating that work and those stories they're out there uh but we need we need to go to the root of the problem we need we need uh latinx teachers we need latinx musical theater teachers uh and again casting directors and and dance teachers and and voice teachers it it's all from the root and it's a wide spectrum of needs uh, so, and I believe we, I will, I believe there, the people are there, uh, but the opportunities aren't that many. So we need the people who create the opportunities to, to be on our side and to be from our side as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I love these two ways of increasing Latin visibility and representation on Broadway. On one side, we need more stories and we need more people, as you just said, from our side, on our side. And also, this initiative that you had with Playbill, 
that you took a Mexican musical theater play and you translated it all the way to English to produce this virtual concert. So I love these two ways of increasing our rep and our visibility and everything the Latin people has to give to Broadway. Roberto, if someone wants to work with you to uh, maybe do a photo shoot with you to see your work, uh, besides what you just mentioned, um, that is on Playbill's website, where can people find you? Well, people can find me on Instagram at Roberto Araujo Photography. Uh, on Twitter, you can find me at Bobby Araujo. Uh, my website is robertoaraujophotography.com. And uh, if anything else fails, go to playbill.com or the Playbill YouTube channel. And you can also see my work there. Uh, and I'd be more than happy to collaborate and create with anyone. I love it. And before we wrap up, One last question or surprise question. Uh-oh. Which, <laughs> which are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Only five? Okay, 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 okay. This is, this is too hard. Okay. <laughs> um, this might change, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to start with the most awarded show this season, mm -hmm. Company. Love uh, it. Obviously, Stephen Sondheim's work is incredible, and it's yeah. always... Uh, uh, There. It's, it's always on the list. It's always on the list. Um, after that, I'm going to go with the last five years. After that, I'm going to go with Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. After that, I'm going to go with ooh, mm, Bridges of Madison County. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a, a new one there. Uh, my fifth one is going to be Gypsy. Love it. Yes. I, so it's, it. a, it's a mix of the classic and the, and the uh, you know, more uh, contemporary um But yeah, those those would be my my five shows for today. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Roberto, thank you so much for coming over to Backstage Talk because you've shared very valuable thoughts on our industry and our work as Latinx people. Thank you so much for what you're doing at Playbill. And I really cannot wait to see you and the rest of the things you and Playbill are doing because I know they are great. So thank you so much for coming over. Thank you, Martin, for having me and for opening this space for not only me, for, but for all the Latinx people who have something to say and something to bring up to the plate. Uh, so I appreciate your work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast. Hey.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.